1972, I was four years old, and damn, I, it sounds like it was a sexy time to be alive. Marvin Gaye put out that great song right there, Christmas in the City. Doesn't even sing, doesn't even utilize his impossible voice to articulate what Christmas in the City was like. Just came up with one of the most amazing instrumental holiday jams of all time. It's the Brian Oak Show. Hi, my name is Brian Oak, and here we are broadcasting live in the Smart Start MN studios, and Sean, uh, who is both my business partner and producer, um, we were recently told by the people who own the building that we have the studio in that sometimes when we're walking down the hallway, even though we always record this thing at night, this is the first one we've done in the middle of the day, even though we record at night, you know, sometimes you're a little loud. My mic. I'm going to turn on my microphone. Please do. Being that I'm producing the show. Yeah, you are. Um, we didn't even know there were people here, except for bongo night, because they were doing some therapy bongo downstairs. I was going to say, like, so, like, yes, when people come in, we have a little fun. We, It takes 10 seconds to get down the hallway and get out of the building. You know, if you guys could keep it down, that'd be great. Um, there was one night we were here where downstairs... It was literally bongo therapy, and that sounds like a joke. <laughs> it sounds like a joke, but it was like, how do I come out to my dad? And it was it was terrible. It, it, these were it wasn't a bongo class because these people were no good. But all of a sudden, there'd be like a rousing three minutes of bongo, and then nothing for forty five minutes. Bongo is like banjo for me. Sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Sometimes not. You know, I'm glad that America has finally come out of its. Uh, chronic banjosis is what I like to call it, because for a while, the banjo got a little too popular. I enjoy banjo, but there was a minute, thanks Mumford and Sons, where banjo was the whole bit. An instrument created in Africa, yet known by hillbillies in the South. I should turn her on. Somebody, somebody watched the Ken Burns uh, documentary. Oh, and thank that. you very much. Mm-hmm. I did. How about that? I know. <laughs> a little because, homework. Uh, Damn I it, know. Liz is calling me out already, and we haven't even started. We no, <laughs> I know that because I uh, I learned that also. Oh, you from did the Ken Burns. Did you feel music smarter? Doc- no, but I was <laughs> curious to know. I was curious to know that. Well, I did. Fiddle, so that's the difference between us two. Yeah. Fiddle so, came from America. Banjo came from Africa. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get to a couple of holiday songs here very shortly. Haven't even had a chance to introduce her yet, but she's sort of an indomitable <laughs> and imitable force. Liz, and Winstead. the reason you're getting yelled at in the halls. Well, oh, here it comes. I can take it. You know, if if I have to die on Liz Winstead Hill, I'll die on that hill. It's a good hill. I, <laughs> Not gonna lie. It's not bad, no. no. I, you know what? But at least it stands for something, and it makes sense. So the one thing I wanted to say as we get into these two songs is, A, I do love the holidays. B, I went out last night to, I was invited to be part of a music trivia team. We lost by this much. Oh. I was sitting at a table with three other people who know so much about music, but then I got distracted, and I wasn't there for the final round, and we lost by this much. It was, But it was fun, and I was told, like, oh, it'll be over by 9.30. So I got home at 2.30 last night and um, left my vehicle in a spot because I don't want to have to use Smart Start MN yes. to continue with my life. So I took an Uber home, and um, that, but I left it in a spot that I had to have it 
picked up. I had to get it by like eight o'clock. So I'm going on vaguely four hours of sleep using air quotes around the word sleep. And um, I had fun and it was wonderful. A uh, former guest, our previous guest on this show, Billy Morissette, uh, was part of that team. Oh, that's good. Hmm. He and, I, he and I are not good for each other's health, but I also no. want to give a quick shout out to Tony Zaccardi, who has been in numerous bands over the years, but is now the proprietor over at Palmer's on Cedar in Southeast Minneapolis. And Palmer's does a good job, man. There is a committed crew that go there all the time. And, you know, back in the day, Palmer's was a great place to get into a knife fight, right? Oh, yeah. Or buy your experimental and largely stepped on drugs. But... It's different now. It's a cool place. There's a band called Poverty Hash that plays over there that is absolutely stellar. They're, I don't know where they're from, but they are phenomenal. Check them out at Palmer's. I'm not getting paid to say that. I, are you sure? Because I need to see a little bit of that check they if you fantastic. are. fantastic. All right. I'll take your word. Are you in the band? Maybe I'm in the band. Oh, here it comes. I play the uh, banjo. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, uh, but we're going to talk to you about your upcoming shows and a lot of other things as well. But before we get into this uh, quick two-song set here, do you enjoy the holidays or do you hate the holidays? I am the queen of Christmas. I am literally, I don't know where this war on Christmas, they keep talking yeah. about it because I am, I got my tree up November 20th. Wow. I bake like, a ma- look at my Instagram, man. I post an ornament a day on Instagram during December. I post all the cookies I bake. Uh, I'm super into it. Yeah, I'm the punk rock Martha Stewart. And hashtag Lizmas, hashtag punk rock Martha Stewart. Like, I am super into it. Yeah, same. And I love the music. And my only problem is I wish, like many things in life, I wish people weren't so lazy. Like, yeah, some of the classics are amazing. But there is so much holiday music out there. In fact, you already told me about something I've never heard of before, and maybe we'll get to later. I didn't know NRBQ did a holiday record. Oh, my God, and it's so joyful. Yeah. I mean, you could do, and I don't know why, I'm sure people do, but just doing one song, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the album, would be amazing. Yeah. You know, Chrissy Hines' version of that song is so incredible. You just want to weep tears. Uh, Coldplay also does a great version of that song. I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe there's a great version of anything that Coldplay does. All right, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, that guy looks suddenly, like he suddenly, smells suddenly. like old cheese. I can't with Coldplay. Chris Martin? Leroy Yellow. Could I? <laughs> Who needs Ambien when you have Coldplay? I mean, honestly, I've never gotten Coldplay. It's like literally music for people who eat cheese they can't pronounce. And that'll do it for the Brian Oak Show. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by, Liz. Uh, great to talk to you. Good to see you. I hear you have some shows coming up, but whatever. And some opinions. Um, yeah, no, which I really appreciate, and we're going to go deeper on that coming up just ahead. In the meantime, it's not Coldplay, but we do have a couple of decent holiday songs here. What, what did we decide to go with first? What Notice with? Brian is scrambling. Get Coldplay. Here's, here's, he's DMing. Coldplay, get it out of the thing. Liz does not want to hear Coldplay. Uh, no, it, trust me. If I if I was able to do that, it'd be like it's all Coldplay for the rest <laughs> of the hour. It's all Coldplay. Uh, what are we going into? We're going into Low. Oh, Duluth band, Duluth Trio Low. So I know I've raved about this. We played a different song off this last couple of shows. They put out an EP about 20 years ago called Christmas. And some of it is just sort of of the season, but some of it is spiritual. Now, I'm not a man of faith. That being said, I grew up Catholic, and there are some very, very good stories. The Old Testament God, 
a very angry god, Sean. Am I right? You are right. Oh, man, like vengeful and spiteful and also follow these exact letters. But there's a, there are some great stories in there. And for me, the reason that I, you know, I'm not a man of faith. I don't go to church. I'm, I don't consider myself a man of faith. But I do remember a lot of the stories because I think like any mythos, anything, there there are lessons to be learned. And this particular song is about the three magi, the three wise men, as it were, hmm. who came to, you know, pay homage and bring incense to a baby, which does not make a ton of sense. But this is a beautiful story about how they Lung first... Lung disease started early and it, often. Seriously, like myrrh? I've, ha- <laughs> I, I've, I've burnt myrrh. And it's... Whew, I thought you were going to say you smoked myrrh, because just knowing you. I didn't say I didn't smoke myrrh. In any event, these three wise men um, came a long way and apparently followed a star, a.k.a. UFO, as ancient astronaut theorists believe. Um, They followed it, and they went there, and the story is they went to Herod, and Herod's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about this too. Bring back the information to me, because then Herod went on a killing rampage and murdered everyone, every child that was under two years old. That part's not so great, but... These three wise men were visited by an angel, and they took the long way around the sea. And so I'm not a deeply spiritual guy, but when the tree is up and the lights are on, and I've got a cup of eggnog and everyone else has gone to sleep, this might be my single favorite song to listen to during this time of year.
angel shone Said don't go back To Heron's throne Take the Biscuits all covered with jam Blackberry, huckleberry, mints and pumpkin pies If you don't watch out, you're gonna double your size Mommy's in the kitchen, daddy's at the tree Little boys and girls all shouting with glee Granny sets the table, everything's in place When she says, come and get it, you'll really see a race Look at the giblet gravy And the big brown drumsticks Daddy says, don't get the tummy ache. Here comes your mother with a big fruit cake. There's a floating custard and pudding, too. Oodles and oodles for me and you. I'll say one thing, and you must agree. What a happy, happy time Christmas dinner can be. Look at the giblet gravy Mm-mm. And the big brown drumsticks Mm-mm. Daddy says don't get the tummy ache Here comes your mother with a big fruit cake. There's a floating custard and pudding too Oodles and oodles for me and you I'll say one thing and you must agree What a happy, happy time Christmas dinner can be Now they're all together, what a bountiful fare Mother sits down next to baby's high chair Daddy folds his hands and bows his head Let's all do the same For there's thanks to be said Dear Lord, we thank Thee for this food Bless us together and make us good 
and cast out sin. Bring peace on earth, goodwill to men. Pray for me! You Pray for me! <laughs> You probably know him better for his take on 16 tons. And if you're from the South, maybe you know uh, Shotgun Boogie. But uh, that's Tennessee Ernie Ford, one of the rich, deep country baritones of the 20th century. But right there, a song called Christmas Dinner. And I know I've mentioned it before, but if you... If you're looking for a record like, I'm going to put this on and see what's up, and you're like tired of your standard holiday fare, there's one called uh, Christmas on the Range that is an amazing compilation that includes many other great songs, including that one by Tennessee Ernie Ford, which is Christmas Dinner. Hi, it's the Brian Oak Show. Our guest tonight, yes, you know her, you love her. She has a long and rich story that I don't feel like talking about now because she shit on Coldplay, uh, but her name is Liz Winstead. How are you, Liz? I'm great. Still hating Coldplay. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> Ten minutes later. Still Friend. working over there? You're still cool in the Coldplay still, hating zone over there? Still in my Coldplay pen. Yeah. My Coldplay pen. Uh, See, L- where L- am I? No one? I got nothing. Liz okay. is from Minnesota, and she comes back here when she can be bothered to at the end of the year for her year in review shows, and this is the 10th anniversary that you've got coming up. Yes, I have done it for... I started doing, it's so weird. I've done stand-up for, you know, over 30 years, and it only occurred to me 10 years ago to mm. actually do a recap when I actually do political humor. It's what I do. But it started out as Obama's first 100 days, and I did a whole show about Obama's first 100 days. And then it was like, why don't I do a recap? And so I have uh, ever since then, and it's been harder and harder to do each year because the world just doesn't stop. It's gotten much different. The first couple of years I did it, Congress would go on break in December. I'd assemble the show. Things are great. There was 25 good stories to talk about. Now we're in a space where, you know, the garbage barnacle that occupies uh, <laughs> 1600 uh, won't stop tweeting, won't stop saying shit that's weird. Like yeah. just literally like talking about the dead just as, oh. you know, m- m- before we even, you know, come to the podcast, he's... Oh screaming about something and you know i mean honestly it's too much but also super fun to let everybody have a chance to take it all in and then barf it all out together with laughs and then move on to the next year and it's nice my favorite thing about the way you approach this is that these are i'm i'm 51 these are easily the most divisive stupid upside down backwards terrible times that I've ever lived through in terms of what we're looking at for the future, in terms of what we're looking at for decisiveness and, you know, uh, some sort of prospect like leadership. Let's be clear. Every single person who's ever sat in that chair has been in bed with someone or has had people to respond to. These are the darkest times ever. But if you cannot find the humor, if you ever lose your sense of humor, if you ever, if it ever becomes so dark that you can't find a way to joke about it or to help process it, then we're actually fucked. Yeah, I think that's right. And for me, I feel com- very fortunate that I am somebody who can take in information and then regurgitate it out, um, exposing hypocrisy, taking on the bad guys. And I think it's important for folks who care about the world and who d- do take it in. To have a spot where, A, they can gather and see other people who are feeling frustrated, and B, 
laughter's a like I, this sounds a little bit like woo woo, but it's a good barometer of how people are doing, right? And and so if you can make somebody laugh, that you still have hope. Like it's a good self check in. It's a good check in for me to see like how are people doing, and like no topic is off the hook for me. You know, it's every every topic you should be able to talk about as long as you're taking on the right targets. You know, my show has everything from obviously Trump. But like Jeffrey Epstein, R. Kelly, like I cover everything because if it happened, I have something to say about it, you know. And so all those people need to be dragged. And just the mention of them, it's like, oh, where are you going to go? I'm like not in a bad place. Calm down. Mm. It's not like I'm taking on Coldplay. Calm down. Unbelievable. <laughs> Liz Winstead, we'll talk about her shows maybe in just a minute. <laughs> but first, uh, I do need to thank our main studio sponsor, and that would be Smart Start MN. They are the original ignition interlock company. In a nutshell, it means you've got a breathalyzer in your car because you did something dumb. You drank, and then you drove, and then you got pulled over by law enforcement, which is their job to keep people who make bad decisions off the road. So now what do you do? Well, it's all expensive, and you might be months away from getting back in your vehicle unless you talk to people like Smart Start, and they can get you back in sooner and for cheaper than you might have guessed. And hopefully, every time you look down at that breathalyzer in your car, you'll realize, oh, you know what? Drinking and driving is a terrible idea. Unfortunately, people still do it every damn day, which is why Smart Start is a business that makes money but they're also founded by a couple of local lawyers who now this is their full-time bit they were the first ones there they're smart they're insightful they're actually great people also mike and ed are both gigantic music fans they love cold play <laughs> they don't want you to drink and drive but if you do drink and drive and you make the wrong choice you can get back in your vehicle and you can get back on the road sooner and continue your Somewhat normal life, although, you know, I've heard, again, I, I don't know, but I read it in a magazine once, there's a lot of shame that goes with a Dewey, so just be careful uh, yeah. about that. And thank you for, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> SmartStartMN.com. Did I miss anything? Nope. You can get a better deal if you go through our website, click on the logo, they'll give you 20% off. What's our website? TheBrianOakShow.com or BrianOakShow.com. We have Brian a website? Oak, but just no E, show.com, yes. You need to stop making decisions without letting me know things. I appreciate that. Liz Winstead, she is back in town. She's got three, three, count them, three special 10th anniversary shows. Coldplay opening two of those three nights, December 28th and New Year's Eve, and as usual, at the Cedar. And I love that you do it at the Cedar because that place, we have a lot of great venues in the city, right? Obviously, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Twin Cities, very artist-friendly. But the people at the Cedar seem to be more artist-friendly than almost anyone I've ever met or talked to. It's great. First of all, it's a nonprofit theater, which I love. Second of all, the sight lines at the Cedar for uh, somebody who is a, you know, a vocal performer and somebody, or spoken, I guess, you know, is a comedy person. Um, the sight lines are so great. You know, it's 360, I mean, not 360, uh, halfway around, whatever that is. 180. Thank 180, you. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it doesn't go back that far. So there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, and they have the best staff. In fact, um, Michael Lord, who is the heart and soul of the Cedar, uh, just recently, I don't know if you Twin Cityans heard, but he had a stroke. Oh. And there's a GoFundMe for him because um, he is he he's going to be fine. He's doing great. But in his recovery, he needs to fix his truck and he needs to be able to get to and from work. Um, and he he's literally like Hagrid from uh, Harry Potter. 
He is like warm and fuzzy and big and, and eight feet four and inches eight tall. Eight foot four inches tall. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, and he is um, a gem and a delight. And so supporting him, he is the cedar and what makes it go. But I'm with you. The cedar is the best acoustically, visually. Um, and, you know, you're supporting a nonprofit theater when you go there. It's pretty cool. Run by volunteers. Before we dive back into how much you hate Coldplay, if people want more information on your shows or what you're up to uh, when you're not abandoning your hometown, where should they go? I'd say the best place to find me is on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at Liz Winstead. I have two Z's in my name on Twitter. And then Facebook is Liz Winstead. You know, you just find me on Facebook. <laughs> my page is open. Feel free to troll. You talked about how the last, you know, few years have been harder and harder. And there, there is a volume. There's no question. Like when it comes to what are we going to talk about and how do we stay alive and how can you make any of this funny because it's, it's, pretty genuinely terrible that being said there's there's so much there's, there's so, so much. much to work with like i mean how how do you pick I, yesterday the president of the united states of america was impeached yes. but it was also a dog and pony show because okay I, everyone got their chance to talk and my god that was exhausting i tried to watch most of it and it was i just you know, okay this person says this this person says that they go back and forth i yield two minutes to so and so i do this and that and then it's going to go to the senate and it's going to be bounced out and laughed at and it really doesn't serve anything what do you do what do you do well i think that you you look. I think you po- look at the absurdity of it um, and compare that to the profundity of what's happening. You know, for people to dig their heels in so deep into things that are not real, like to come and say Donald Trump has never done anything wrong. Maybe you feel like Donald Trump shouldn't be impeached. Maybe you're living in some kind of weird cloud that you don't think that. To say that he hasn't done anything wrong in the history of his tenure as a human like, that is just a profound misstep. And, I'm, I, you know, there were some new morons that I saw. This guy, Carl <laughs> Higgins, he's new from Texas. You know, he he had all the tropes. Yeah. The socialist, deep state, baby killing, he hit it all. It was like, oh, wow, you are just going in hard there, Carl. Good for you. Um, but, you know, I look at it and I think, I mean, Trump wrote a letter to Nancy Pelosi that actually said, the Salem witch trial, they got more due process. Like, yeah. And so I'm like, are you are you saying, sir, that you would rather have somebody tie a rock to your ankle to throw you in the pool at Mar-a-Lago to see if you float? Do you feel like that is some job? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, who am I to deny? But like, what are you even talking about? Like when you when the truth is eluding everyone and we stop having conversations about, you know, policy debates, you know. We should never be debating if there's climate change. We should be debating how are we going to fix it. But when you have literally moron woo-woo people who are like, well, you know, some scientists. I'm like, no, a person that you met on the street who calls themselves a scientist said there's not climate change. Literally 98% of scientists that deal with climatology or anything regarding the earth worldwide. Worldwide. There is a consensus. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance is one thing. What I can't figure out, like, so there's a couple things. Like, it's all become so extreme. Um, I obviously lean left, but I also am willing to listen. I like conversations. I think that we benefit from a marketplace of ideas. But when someone, like you're talking about, who was that jackass that you said that, like, hit all the tropes? Carl Higgins. Carl Higgins. Um, 
when they start to call people the radical left, like yeah. I feel like I'm more like the human center. Like, yeah. like let's get granted. I have things I believe in, but if we can sit down and talk, but once you've decided, you know, the answer learning is over, growing is over. It's we're fucked. Yeah, we are fucked. And you know, I do a lot of activism work, especially on reproductive rights. And like yes. they're passing laws in Ohio. They, they, they proposed a law that said that ectopic pregnancies, there's an ability to implant it into the uterus so you don't have to have an abortion. And then the guy who proposed that law said, oh, I didn't, I didn't really do any research. I just, somebody mentioned that, what if we could do that? And I thought we should try. And it's like, oh. okay, here's the thing. We shouldn't because it's not real. Um, people will die. There's no such thing as taking an egg from someplace and putting it in the uterus because you think you should. I mean, it is so, it is so, they actually hate women more than really they hate anything. You know, they think that they just want vigilante justice. You know, they're just hunting us down. As like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They hate women more than they hate brown people? Yes. I believe wow. it's true. If That's you look wild. legislatively, if you look legislatively, they hate brown women the most. You talk to black women, they are literally the most underserved. Yeah. And, and 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 just everything. But if you think about what's legislated and do the research in state legislatures around the country, access to reproductive care is the number one thing that's legislated around the country. And it's the least thing reported on in the national media. So it's pretty it's pretty wild, you know, when they're saying the nuttiness that they say. And it just goes on and on, you know, it's just like it never stops in the world. I mean, honestly, like you get excited and then you go, oh, like we had good midterms this year. You know, Virginia took over their state house. Everyone was very excited. But that same governor was the guy who literally, this is so weird. He was in his medical school yearbook. First of all, let's just talk about what kind of medical school has a yearbook. <laughs> Terrible. It sounds well, super interesting. you side by yearbook. Sounds yeah. super interesting. <laughs> super interesting. And there's a picture of him and there he is standing. There's a guy in a Klan outfit. And a guy in blackface. And he wasn't sure which one he was. He was like, I could be either of them. And I was like. (sighs) Just having a little fun at medical school. Also, I think you submitted those three pictures for your page to your medical school yearbook. Yeah. So, you know, you have a state within 11 months has. I'm not sure I'm the Klansman or the blackface guy as the governor and a Democrat. Let's be clear. Sometimes it's uh, just not always our friends in the Republican Party who are messy. How do we begin? I mean, that's the thing is, how do we begin the conversation? With a prayer. Okay, there you go. No, 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 no. That's not the right answer. Uh, Liz Winstead has some shows coming up. And um, (laughs) what I like about finally doing a podcast is that there aren't any restraints. Like, you know, uh, when I was on the radio, I couldn't say... Although it did get me into hot water a couple of times, I did on my personal media page that racists are fuck faces. Yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm a big golden rule guy. You know, here's the deal: as long as you're not hurting anyone else, it's fine to have racist thoughts in your head. Shut your mouth and don't you dare dress in blackface or like a KKK member. No. And it's, I actually don't believe it's fine to have racist thoughts, but keep it in I your know head. What you're we, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just stop being. Being a golden rule guy, I set my personal bar of the people I interact with online, in real life, professionally, whatever. 
as as possibly low as I'm willing to accept, which is don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. Which it doesn't sound like a lot to ask. But, but yet it, it seems super difficult for some people. It is amazing how many people fail even that most base of tests. Yeah, and our commander-in-chief being one of them. I mean, There's... it's literally when you have world leaders acting like girls in a in a in a, you know, high school lunchroom gossiping about you, like he doesn't even go here. It's like what is going on with our with our world? You know, they all look at him like this and you know, people just go on and it's like it doesn't it it matters greatly if in our elections we get a new person. But still, the world has got to look at Americans and go did you learn something or is this a, or is this the mistake? Is the fact that you elected a good person a mistake or, you know, I don't know. But like if I was Europe, I'd be like, I don't trust Americans. Well, it's, trans- it's transcended politics, too. When they when they grab her by the you know what? No, came pussy's up. the word. Yeah, pussy's yeah. the word. My daughter, <gasps> my here, daughter was 16. My son was 13 when yeah. I came on the news. And I had to then explain to them that this guy is running for president because he wasn't quite elected at that point. And. It was absolutely a tragic day. And so yeah. people that say, you've wanted him impeached since day one. Yes. Yeah. We have. Turns out. Because he is an animal. He is a human affront to women and to people in general. And so, to the office of the presidency. Yes. You know? And to common sense and yes. decency yes. and everything. He is a fucking garbage pile. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, oh, why have you wanted this? It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because he uses his hotels for personal gain. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because his... The Republican National Committee bought 100,000 copies of his trash-ass son's book to benefit his son. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because we pulled out of Syria because the Kurds didn't have stocks in his hotel in Turkey. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, like the list goes on and on and on. And the one thing I would like to add before we get to your first song, because we are going to get back to music, (laughs) but man, I feel good right now. I feel, despite my hangover, I feel alive. Um... I'm not mad. As I mentioned before, I believe that we benefit from a marketplace of ideas when it's reasonable, when it's conversational, when it is decent. I'm not mad at regular, uh, everyday, I, I don't agree with them, but everyday conservatives. But what I'm wondering about is how did they abandon sensibility? How did they decide, you know what, this clown shit show is worth more to me than being a normal, decent human being, even if I don't agree with them, even even in Congress, even these people. And I know that the only thing that matters to them is the Supreme Court. I got that part. But how did... And the federal courts. How, but how did, how, <laughs> did, how did reasonable conservatives lose their fucking minds? But here's the deal, and that's why I, I would push back on when you say... You know, I'm tr- I don't I'm not mad at them or I don't I am because well, I am now facts are presented to you in a myriad of ways. Right. Um, the fact that you're not mad that your president pulls out of the Paris climate agreement, the fact that you're not mad that your president put, walked off of the G7 summit, walked out the fact that you're not mad that your president compromised his office and made up a lie and tried to do a quid pro quo with another government to influence our elections. You know, the fact that you're not mad that the incompetence that is put forth, the fact that you're not mad that five of the judges for the federal bench that Donald Trump put forward were 
were ranked unqualified by the American Bar Association. The fact that you're not mad about that, then that you think it's fine to subvert the rule of law, subvert the presidency, subvert how our democracy works, and you're going to double down and say it's because of why? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't forgive you. It is not cool to say all because of the courts or because of abortion. And if it is because of abortion, because that's what the courts are about, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. that is why I say these people hate women more than everybody else. She might be right. That's Liz Winstead. To be honest. To be honest. No, no, no. That was great. That's why we have you here. Yes. Because you are good at doing a comedy show. But now that being said, that being said, (laughs) I'm going to make all that shit funny. For the record, I am mad. It sounded like you were talking to me, but I am mad. <laughs> I will, I'm, 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 not, I'm not mad. The thing I, I was I said, pointing to. Oh really. no, no! I, I, I was like, as Jesus. though you were cold. No, kid. I, I, I was. I was just trying to find the common ground. No, we did great for a minute. Did we? I felt like we were good. I don't know. I yeah. felt. I felt like most of that. Most, I mean, Chris Martin's not doing all that. I'll give you that. Most of what you said, all I could hear was. Cold play, cold play. No. Cold. no, no. I mean, I think it's what's, fine. His, you know, I mean, his no, wife, stop, stop, their ex-wife. Stop, stop, she's still stop. married to Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm no. not going to do it. No, they, they did a conscious uncoupling. I'm sure you heard about it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Probably because her brain steamed when she was steaming her vagina mm, with a jade egg. What is? Who needs that? That's is, not real. Again, that's some bullshit. Some lefty weirdness. Like Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow, stop telling women they have to steam clean their vaginas. Like one hour Martinizing. What are you doing? <laughs> That'd with be great if they did egg. have corner shops. What kind of like white privilege is that? You know what? My vagina is shiny like a new dime. Really? <laughs> right. Anyway. What, uh, what is Liz's first song? <laughs> oh, I think I know it. Is the Road Jack? Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not that one. But if, if she doesn't have one picked, uh, I've got, I've got, I've got, we I've got, got it right I've here. Got, I've got a really emotional and heartfelt and overwrought and anthemic Coldplay song at the top of my head right now. This one is way better. Here it is.
So good. So very good. I remember growing up in the, um, as my friend Marty likes to say, uh, the North Suburban Cultural Corridor, uh, Coon Rapids, and a friend of mine, uh, Tony. Our gateway to hell. Well, there's that. Yeah, I, I think I think we just said the same thing. I know. He introduced <laughs> I'd like me to, to bring Prince, it to the people. And I was like, <laughs> I love new wave music, but I had I grew up in a house with no funk, no R&B, no soul. And I heard that. And I'm like, wait, this guy is clearly funky but also deeply, wonder, wonderfully new wave. Mm-hmm. Wow, why did you pick that song, Liz? 
Well, um, you know, growing up here and being a woman of a certain age, I love that song. But also, you know, I feel like you can't just, um, you can't talk about controversies enough. And I feel like that song sort of is a seven-minute song that's like, I can't believe all the shit people are saying. Like, what is happening? And like, how much nothing changes. I thought you were latching on to the lyric, I wish we all were nude. Mm. No? Mm-mm. No, me neither. No. Thank God. Thank God. I don't. I, that's why I like living in a cold climate. I also don't wish there was no black and white. I'm really happy that there's colors and diversity. I like all of it. So there's a lot of parts of the song that I don't Liz wish. Winstead has some shows coming up, which we're going to talk about here in just a second. But um, I want to hit a couple of sponsors because without them, we are nothing. Literally. And that's a Coldplay lyric. Uh, I want to thank Great Are River- they all yellow? Your sponsors? <laughs> Ish. Wow. They're Ye- all, yellowish. They're all stars. Yeah. Look how they shine for you mm. and all the things you do. Yeah, and they were all yellow. Mm. <laughs> Words of wisdom, Liz Winstead. That's Words happening. of wisdom. We're just doing I, cold I play, it. I, walk, I, I walk like, and talk. I like, let it go. I like there's a little bit, a little bit of spark. Uh, I tried to let it go, but somebody came in hot on this particular issue. Uh, I want to thank Great River Radon Mitigation. Radon. Sean, uh, as an eighth grade um science teacher what is radon radon is a gas that's really irritating and causes cancer and it's uh, also the silent killer it is the silent killer. radon you don't smell it it doesn't have a smell and and it can it can kill you so if, if this sponsor is a radon detector i love you thank you it's important uh she's local she's an old friend of mine and they are old friends of mine but they actually come in and they will do radon detection in your home and the best case scenario you do a relatively inexpensive test no radon fine everyone's cool you've got radon well that actually kind of is terrible because according to the epa it is the leading cause of lung cancer among non-smokers the leading cause so you don't want radon in your home. Now, Sean, you're a realtor. Um, is this a regular thing? Like when people move into a new home, do they have a check? Do they do anything like that? Most people do. You're not required to, but I always suggest for my clients that they have it checked out. We're in Minnesota. There's a granite bedrock here, so you should probably get it checked out. It's a noble gas, but unfortunately, it's also a major cancer causer. And as we all know, um, cancer can suck it. I fucking hate cancer. I've lost a couple people in the last couple of years to it, and I know somebody, a couple of people who are battling it now and doing well, but cancer, go to hell. So do this. Call Laurie at 612-701-2216 or send her a text, and they will come out and do a test, yeah? Yeah, and they'll do it for a lot less than a lot of other companies will. They'll do it for 100 bucks. So pretty pretty affordable to get your house checked out. Well, it, to avoid lung cancer, it seems like that's probably a pretty good investment since it's hard to walk into Target and spend less than $100. Mm-hmm. That is truth. Yeah, exactly. Or you can call the main office, 612-701-2215. They are Great River Radon Mitigation. And my thanks to them for sponsoring the Brian Oak Show. Also, Sean Bernard, who is my business partner and also uh, producing the show and someone I've known for, damn, almost half my life, dude. It's crazy. I know, and I've been alive for like what? I'm 120 years old. I it mean, seems so... like it, Gandalf. Wow, unbelievable! You're a realtor, and you work for a diner realty at the 50th in France office. I was gonna say Sauron, but you called him Gandalf. Oh, Sauron is probably better. I feel like it is. Wow! But I didn't want to interrupt your amazing pluggedy diner realty. Do you know? Oh, so thank you. Do you know? Do you know? Uh, so in in uh, Isengard. Uh, 
uh, Mike Castle, do you know what's on the overhead all the time? Mm-mm. Coldplay's brilliant 2000 <laughs> debut parachutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to put in the parentheses of this uh, title of this show, Coldplay bashing. I mean. Not me. I I support them. I love them. But I mean, Liz Winstead, (laughs) oh, she's smart. She's a hugely successful comedy writer. Oh, she helped found The Daily Show. So if she says Coldplay is shit, in any event, I'm sorry, I got off the track. Sean, uh, tell me about how you sell houses. I mean, like, it's hard, man, right? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's you got to deal with human beings, and so a lot of times you'll have two human beings that have totally different ideas of what they want in a home. Oh, fine. And so then you ask a bunch of questions, and basically you're kind of like an unlicensed therapist, which is always a good idea. But never, I really enjoy never. it. I love I love houses. I my dad was a carpenter, and so I learned enough to be dangerous to be able to at least give them some guidance on this house should actually stay, you know, square. For the next 10, 20 years. I feel like you learned a lot from your dad. I did that was, learn a, that learned feels really so much like from my father. It was, it's I love so it. great. And he was so nurturing. He was a carpenter and you he were was. a lady. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> I just, you know, I never thought about that part of it. Like you walk in and one person loves the house. The other person is like, we were pretty clear about oh. needing seven bathrooms. We were pretty clear about that. Well, and I have one couple. I'm just going to totally, I'm not going to say their names. But he keeps saying the word I. I'm like, that's a, he's newly married. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? You, you don't say you I. Fool. You it's fool. always we. We discuss yes. things. We are not happy with this house right now. Oh, my god. So gosh. I had to have a little talk with him after the fact. I'm like, yeah. that's a big mistake. That's but. why I don't want to own real estate with another person. I own my own apartment in New York. I don't, you know, if you want to come and live there, no, nah, you can't. <laughs> you can be in a relationship with me, but get your own real estate. Lower East Side, Upper West Side, I am Greenwich in, Village. Where are you? I am in the 718, my friend, Brooklyn. Oh, because I love Brooklyn. Because I am amazing. My best friend lives in Williamsburg in the former chocolate factory i live in a i can't say where i live because it, you could google it but i'll tell you <laughs> off here but i live in downtown brooklyn um in a sweet sweet loft yeah it's great lovely yeah in the heart of brooklyn it's great with my 16 year old dog buddy oh man uh, whose instagram you should follow butterino underscore forever he is got the best insta going so that's the reason why you should go with me at a diner realty because Liz Winstead thinks I'm great. I think how, you're great. How do how do people find you, Sean? Well, they just go to Liz Winstead's Instagram and there'll be a big picture of my head on there with that's my right. phone number on there. Well, so have check you that seen out. The, um, There's not a camera big enough to take that picture. Have you seen the poster for my show this year? Uh, is it me? Yeah. Have you seen? No, the- it's, Chris, it's the Chris <laughs> no, Lindahl. It's Chris oh Lindahl. no! And oh, it's me. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's me as Chris Lindahl. Funny story about that. So, um, the reason that I picked it was, so I run a reproductive rights organization. Yes. It's called Abortion Access Front, aafront.org. You can find out about our work. But we, we did a bunch of work this summer with some cool local activists, um, called unrestrict. They have a, uh, unrestrict Minnesota. There's a whole bunch of really crummy laws on the books right now in Minnesota around access to reproductive care. And they were snuck in in the dead of night in 2004 in a circus bill. So we made a video and we were trying to raise awareness. So we want to take out some billboards raising awareness around abortion access. So one of the billboards we made was me as Chris Lindahl. (laughs) With your arms spread wide. Arms spread wide. And the sign above me says abortion is normal. 
So we were going to pay thousands of dollars to get that billboard put out. And the billboard company rejected it, saying that if they put it up, um, they said it looks like something of a person who does a lot of billboards around here who's a very big client and it might make them angry. So we're going to reject the billboard. So I was pretty mad because, A, you're speaking for Chris Lindahl without asking him and just rejecting it outright, or are you using that as an excuse? So I kind of want to reach out to Chris Lindahl. I mean, I don't care how he feels about abortion, but I would like him to know that billboard companies are rejecting uh, messaging on his behalf because I held my arms up in the air, and they're like, you know, someone else does that. I'm like, Jesus? Because Jesus (laughs) does that all the time. Right. And so it's like if somebody's going to sue anybody, it should be Jesus being like, who's this Chris Lindahl? The arms up thing is my gig. Like, it's my thing. So pretty mad. Then we were like, OK, we, we're going to do another one of I have a tattoo on my arm. You can see it, it says literally no one asked you with a uterus in the middle of it. It looks like a uterus. It is. Oh. So we submit this for a billboard and they reject it and say we can't put vaginas on billboards. And I'm like, that's great. Because this is a uterus that's a line drawing, and it's not a thing. And they're like, oh, you know what? It's just too controversial. So Minnesota, get your shit together. Um, So I might be making a big stink about it. Maybe I've just started the stink right now on your podcast, but I'm pretty pissed. Make a stink about it. Yeah. Here's the deal. I believe, whether we're talking about reproductive rights, whether we're talking about immigration, whether we're talking about... Any of it, glass ceilings, the, you know, the inequity in virtually every aspect of our stupid backwards, upside down culture. People are people. I, I, and I know it sounds oversimplified, but I really believe it. The problem is, as a middle-aged white man, what I've learned in the last couple of years is to kind of shut up and sit down yeah. and, and listen more. Yeah. Because, because apparently women have had it pretty bad for a while, from what I understand. That, you know, it turns out it's true. But also, <sighs> you drive around the Twin Cities... You see a million billboards that have non-factual information that's like, um, you know, there's a picture of a a drawing of a baby that's like, this is a baby inside your uterus at 18 days. And it's like, no, it's not. You'll you'll let them do that. And a lot of times those billboards are given for free until somebody buys the space. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so drive you know, thirty minutes out of the Twin Cities, yeah, and you'll see, you'll see, a lot see of that. Them. I had fingerprints at fourteen days. Right. right. That's exactly right. And so if you're going to allow that to, ha- I'm not saying don't ever don't let them buy billboards, but what I'm saying is when you have a morality double standard, when I'm saying nothing more than literally no one asked you to weigh in on my uterus, which is a true fact, by the way, there is not a person on the planet, a woman who was walking down the street who's like, I'm unclear about how I should be. Handling my uterus. Hey, stranger, what do you think I should do with my... (laughs) Literally, no one has ever done that ever, right? So to be able to not have that be on a billboard or to speak for Chris Lindahl. So Chris Lindahl, if you're listening, um, people are speaking for you and saying that you wouldn't allow me, Liz Winstead, clearly a comedian, clearly everyone knows me in this town, doing a parody, saying a thing, and you get to have say over A, what I'm saying, and B, preemptive say. Without asking you, billboard companies are making decisions about what messaging I think should be out there. It's pretty fucked up. It's super fucked up. Can you imagine that Chris Lindahl, for clearly as much as he loves having his image out there, I mean, it's bus sides, it is billboards, it is literally every goddamn place that that guy wouldn't like more attention and more stuff driven his way? Also... 
people need to knock it the fuck off. Like, just let people do their thing. Like, yeah. that's the notion of liberty, right? Like, that's the whole the whole notion of what America is based on. And it's hard. It doesn't mean the freedom for you just to believe what you want to believe. It means having the strength of conviction in the things that you love and the things that matter to you to then also extend that same notion of liberty to other people. And it's startling how bad people are at that. Well, and also it's like, you know, at the end of the day, somebody who owns a billboard has any right to say what doesn't or what does or doesn't go on the billboard, right? And, you know, throwing out things like, oh, it might get vandalized, it might get this. You want to know what? That's the reason I want to put that billboard up. Because if we live in a society where people are having horrible... um, are having horrible feelings and and attacking people who have messages of, I I believe in reproductive rights. Like, if that billboard got vandalized, I want America to know that. I want Minnesotans to know that, that this is the fight we're up against. Somebody's doing, right? And so instead, like, mitigating all the problems when, by by putting a billboard up, it might reveal some of the problems so we could work on them, to me feels like way more of a thing. So I feel like, hey... You know, if you're listening, maybe you want to tweet at Chris Lindahl to say, hey, Liz Winstead has a billboard. Maybe I'll give you the file. You can post it in your uh, social media and show people. That might get things going. You can, like, put the billboard up and really start a stir if you wanted to. You're really overestimating the impact of the Brian Oak show. I'm going to be honest right now. Um, But that being said, said, it is important, and it's the real fight. Liz Winstead has her annual end-of-year shows coming up, three of them at the Cedar. Uh, What are we looking at here? We're looking at a couple on Saturday, December 28th, a 2 p.m. matinee and one at 7.30, and then New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. What a way to say fuck you 2019 to then listening to Liz Winstead burn it all to the it's ground. It's really fun. We have good visuals. We have like Mitch McConnell as Baby Yoda. I mean, come on. You must want to <laughs> see that. So um, Just that throat sack. Is, just it, throat it terrifies sack me every time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Baby Toda. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a lot of really fun visuals that you will see. You know, Giuliani working at the Green Gots Bank. Like, you know, there's just things that will happen. <gasps> Because why doesn't he just go back oh. and work at the Green Gods Bank? Because I believe that is his true calling. For those of you who are not Harry Potter centric, <laughs> that's one of the funniest things that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> OMG. Yeah. So wow. It is a good way to like send the year off. And there's people who've come every year for 10 years. And it's pretty, it's pretty great. You know, and the stories go from everything from... Uh, you know, it's not all politics. It's a lot of politics because you couldn't really escape it this year. Mm. But it's also just like really cool shit. You know, Megan Rapino happened this year and God bless her for it. You know, it's great. And, you know, Cap trying to get back in the game. And like there's a lot of fun stuff that happened. You know, Baby Yoda happened. Lizzo happened. There's things to talk about. So Speaking of Lizzo, she kind of bit your rhyme with the L-I-Z-Z right there in her first name. Well, her only name technically is like kind of like Charo. You know, I kind of used to be like the double Z person. Yeah, and like like and the only one. Kind of. Well, Liz Wright was out there too, who's awesome, but um, she's like a folk singer. Um, but uh, but then Lizzo happened, and it's like, oh my god, Lizzo! And then I'm like tweeting at her, like, hey, and she's like, nothing, crickets. She wants nothing to do with old lady me. Any chance but- of you changing your name to Lizzo Winstead? I feel like that would be just trash on my part. So I feel like Lizzo can have that. Um, But I feel like OG, well, here's what's funny. So there's an actor named Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And um, yeah, she's a famous actress. I don't know. 
but um, she <laughs> super had, famous. I think she had to add the Mary in front of her name because I was in SAG before her. <laughs> before oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty good. In fact, she was on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy was like, Hey, do you know Liz Winstead? And she's like, I don't, um, we're not related. We have the same name. People don't do that. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> you there. picked a Lizzo song. I did pick do a Lizzo Do you like song. Lizzo? I love Lizzo. So Lizzo leads the Grammy award noms this year. And I mean, of course, Minnesotans were so provincial, right? I mean, you being a native Minnesotan, um, we're very provincial, and even though she's moved to L.A. to actually be successful at what she does, we're still like, yep, yeah, one of us, one of us, but she's badass. She's really she's so, good. I mean, everything about her is fantastic. Agreed. I mean, just like her rhymes are fantastic, her music is fantastic, her body positivity is fantastic. Yes. Um, it's just uh, the amount of not fucks that she doesn't give, it's so incredible. Like, I... Love her playing the flute and twerking yes. on um, what's his teeth Ross from England. What's his name? That guy, the talk show host. Um, I can't oh. remember. Graham Norton. No, it wasn't Graham Norton. It's the other guy's last name is Ross. Oh, um, Jonathan Ross. Okay, I think it's Jonathan Ross, and um, it's so great. Like she's so. I mean, I just feel like she, and also it's not like her. She's positive. But also, she's fucking hard and funny and smart yeah. and and doesn't hold back on punches. You know, it's like people who can find that balance of charming and laying it out there and, you know, being great and also super vulnerable, you know, just about who she is. And and I love all that. So I think she's really she's very inspiring. I couldn't agree more. The reason Because I Love You is one of my favorite albums of the entire year. Yeah. If she wasn't wildly talented the rest of it would seem like window dressing but she is wildly talented but more importantly and i think this is something that more and more people have to adopt as we move forward no matter what it is you do for a living you're probably not going to be lizzo i'm sure as hell never going to be lizzo she's fearless she has strength of conviction she has a bravery to just get out there and do it and be like the double bird to everybody out there and she's but she's also super talented you put those two things together she's like a samurai except way more musically inclined and talented (laughs) you know the thing is don't try to appease everybody like be authentic and be consistent and develop an audience that will follow you i mean that is what you got to do you can't worry about people hate you people hate babies and chocolate like don't worry about it you can't control if people like you you can only control how good you are in your authenticity. So, Did you say babies in chocolate? People don't like chocolate-coated babies. I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't like babies. They don't like chocolate. People, there's people you can... I don't like Coldplay. Like, that is... Like, think about that for a second. No, ser- in all seriousness. Like, Brian cannot... Funk that he can't process that I think Coldplay is trash. Incorrect. He, Incorrect. I can totally process it. I just you I think hate, it's beneath. I hate I hate that somebody so smart and so intelligent and so insightful and so spot on and almost everything is just so super wrong on Coldplay. I hate it. But see here's the thing. Here's the thing. But you still think I'm all those things. I do. Because I but and so you there can be Coldplay. And someone like you, who I think has super good taste in a bunch of stuff, likes Coldplay. <laughs> someone like me, who you think has like a bunch of good taste, likes Coldplay. The, week, the two people can hear the same thing and have wildly different responses to it. And I think what you're saying is the most important part of what is missing right now in American culture, in American diplomacy, in American politics, and probably around the world. It sounds like more places in America are suffering right now. 
people can be who they want to be, and you and I are having a fun time sparring yeah. about yeah. it, but we're not enemies. We're right. not mad. I'm not going to go onto Instagram and be like, fucking Liz Winstead. Yeah. That fucking cave woman. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So this, this to me is the essence of what is missing right now. It's fun to spar. It's fun to have a, a fucking lively conversation. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter no. because you and I are both human beings and we're going to get by, but not without each other. Right. Even if when I come over to your place in Brooklyn, which I guess is amazing, I um, <laughs> there won't be any cold play on the stereo. I'll still find a way to enjoy whatever whatever people in New York are eating now. Is, it like a, is, is there something past quinoa? Is there? Um... No one's eating quinoa. No I one's I talking about it. <sighs> like, what are you even talking about? Like, now you just went so to some weird, dark, stupid place that no one's listening to. God. Scratch that. Edit that out. I, I barely like Liz Winstead, but I'm glad she's on the show. Let's hear her Lizzo song.
Lizzo. I set the world on fire. She's going to sweep up a bunch of Grammys. Cause I love you is easily in my top five releases that I heard in 2019. Liz Wood said, well done. Good choice. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I love it so much. I, and the body positivity thing is fantastic because I don't think there's anything wrong with being a human being, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what you're all about. The thing is, though, is I want everyone to realize that we all are human beings, even people with different colored skin than you. Maybe, maybe I know, weird, right, Sean? That doesn't weird? seem right. Yeah, maybe, maybe, right. maybe they speak a different language. Maybe they even have radically different ideas, but I don't believe... Unless you succumb to fear and stupidity, there's not a way that we can at least talk. We don't have to agree. We don't have to see eye to eye on everything. Just don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. We might change the name of the podcast, Don't Be a Piece of Shit. I like it. I mean. <laughs> it's not very marketable, but it w- <laughs> the t-shirts will fly off the rack. Liz Winstead has been our guest today, and I'm very grateful because Liz is a native Minnesotan. We have so, oh, There's so many other things I want to talk about. We're going so long. So I'm going to mention your shows at the very end. I'm also going to, I want to mention your reproductive rights organization. But I think we should mention very quickly that you have a sibling who is being honored this very day. My brother, it is today, has been named Gene Winstead Day uh, by decree. He, My brother's the mayor of Bloomington, who after 20 years, he's like Tito. He's finally leaving. He's leaving, though, on his own accord and not being assassinated starting we World War I. We have declared today Gene Winstead Day in the city of Bloomington. The city of Bloomington, here, eleven in the day, endeavors of infamy. Gene Winstead will be declared. I don't know what I'm doing. Churchill. John I was going to say, I think, I? I think you I were no Churchill. I was Mayor no, Quimby. It sounded, it sounded very stately. <laughs> and your Mayor Quimby is about as good as it gets. It was good. I was not even saying week. words. Yeah, so my brother is retiring after 20 years of being mayor. Lazy. And I know. And so I'm here drinking whiskey on your on your podcast, and I have to go roast him tonight. He doesn't even know I'm doing it. But this is going to air after that, so it's fine. Yeah, no, we, we actually are. We're, we're publishing later than we're recording because, you know, schedules and also the holidays. And Things. even though I'm unemployed, I still have holiday obligations. And this you is like a the job. holidays. I actually, I love Have Christmas you been to the so Purple much. Prince house yet in Chaska? No. Do you know about it? I, y- yes. Oh my God! Do you no, know about it, y'all? I, I don't. I've seen it. It was. Hey, did you not in it? person? I haven't seen it. I still read about it on oh, the trip. Oh, so you, you saw it in your mind? Did you have a dream I about it? I saw it on the internet. 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 Yeah. So um, information superhighway. Yes. I'm gonna go to that over the weekend. I think because that shit looks good. That you can like sit, hook up your car radio to some channel, and then Prince music <laughs> plays, and there's ten thousand bulbs of purpleness on a Victorian house. Well, we'll share that information on social media because I just got the link sent to me on my phone. And um, speaking of links sent to you on your phone, did you get my I request? did. Okay, very good. So, um, Liz Winstead, uh, I'm very grateful that you came by today. Thank you. Well, hopefully you can come to my show. You can talk to Maggie and get tickets. Do you have shows coming up? I do have shows at the Cedar. Two shows on the 28th and one show on New Year's Eve. Come out and kick the year's ass with me. Mm, because you know what? It's a Coldplay tribute all oh, night, every no. goddamn night. Woo! Thanks for, th- thanks for listening to the Brian Oak Show. And they were
All the things that you 